welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Okay, we're going to start talking about words and knowledge um, now. Um, so we've got we've gone through opening ourselves up to the Holy Spirit, beginning to understand that He likes to be with you. He likes to cooperate with you, that he's um, a person that wants to fill you and can keep filling you, and that filling brings the outpouring of love to this world, okay? So we're getting to know him, we're getting to understand that the way that he communicates and speaks and, and touches us is different to speaking English or speaking German, it, it, it just uses all aspects of our, our senses, um, the supernatural realm that we live in uh, has a different approach and that approach is through the gifts of the Spirit. It's like that's his language. And so we're beginning to become more aware of him. And words and knowledge is like another step along the way. So um, having said we're going to look at words and knowledge, I feel that it's an area, although I've had words and knowledge, it's, I'm still, oh gosh, still trying to learn how to do it. And so we're going to do some exercises later on today, which I will be as much in the dark as you, to get what I mean. I will be practicing as much as you are. <laughs> and I am as likely to get it wrong as you are. That's where I feel I am. So um, we're all going to learn together um, with this words and knowledge. Because when Sean, Sean Boltz came, and you've, I think you've all read or at least looked at his book, um, he began to open our understanding that words and knowledge could be far more than just God wants to heal your left toe. You know, that's where it had been really for us for all this time. Words and knowledge were associated with healing and that's, that is good and it, and it does. It does associate with healing. Um, but he began to reveal something that the heart of father of love for his children meant that the father who knew every hair on your head, and I don't know how many thousands of hairs there are in this room, but he knows every single one of them. Um, and he knows your name, and he knows your family, and he knows the names of your family, and he knows your national insurance numbers, and he knows your passport numbers, and he knows your, and he, it's like, it just goes on. He knows you, he knows everything about you. And therefore, a father of love who knows everything and wants to communicate his heart to you of love about what he's doing in your life or what's happening in your life, wants to reveal information. And the result of that information coming forward is, you go, oh gosh, God knows me. And you're then open to hear the prophetic word that comes. And so Sean linked prophecy and words and knowledge in such a lovely way and to be honest with you, I want to learn how to do it because I saw the real benefit of it for, I think I've told you before, my daughter-in-law who was sat in that meeting with Sean Boltz, you know, she's sobbing saying, God's real, <laughs> God's real, <laughs> he knows everything. And that's the truth is, yes, he does know everything. But somehow or other, it enabled her to engage with that truth that her father knew everything. Okay, and if you can imagine, say you were a businessman and you were about to commit to a significant contract, it would be weighing on your mind. You'd be at home thinking about it. You'd be at work thinking about this major contract. How much more does Father understand and know that? 
Imagine if you had a prophetic word that say, you're all right for the contract, go for it. How reassured you'd be to hear that Father knew about what you were doing. And therefore, can we learn to become far more accurate and detailed with our words and knowledge than we have been before? You know, like you've got a sore toe. Okay, that's wonderful. That's one step along the way. But could we go further? And could I know about your name, your, um, you know, your hobbies, your, uh, what's something significant in your life? Would Father reveal that to me? Not so that I would have this incredible power of saying, oh, I know everything about you, but so that I have a means by which your heart becomes open to a Father's love and he wants to care and bless you. Okay? So how do we move forward with it? So we're going to watch two videos. The, the videos, um, one first one is an old one by a man called Bill Sabritsky. And we're going to watch him move in the whole thing of words of knowledge, particularly associated with healing, because it's very valid to see that. And then we're going to watch a clip of a video with um, Jamie and Will Gallagher, I think it is. Or is it Jamie Gallagher and Will? <laughs> Will Hart, yes, that's it. So it's Jamie Gallagher, Will Hart. And we're going to watch a clip of them doing ministry on the street using words of knowledge. And we just see how it links into ministry on the street. And then we're going to have uh, some practice <laughs> and trying to learn. Now, I'm just thinking how lovely the word of knowledge you had the other day when you had that picture of the lady and you could see the clothing, the colours, whatever they were wearing. All of that is word of knowledge. So that you could then, with some sort of confidence, begin to go forward looking for that treasure. So you're beginning to function in this gift already. You know, it's, it's there in you and you've been doing exercises to try and develop it. Um, and I was trying to think about how to describe it to you because when words and knowledge come, they, are, they can be like your own thoughts, but they have something extra about them. Um, and it's like getting used to it. And I was thinking of the example of driving your car. Do you remember when you first learned to drive your car? Do you all do you drive? No, you haven't? Okay, well, you have to believe me when I'm telling you this one. Everybody else drives. When you were learning how to do the clutch, you know, they would say to you, bring the clutch up to the bite point, increase your acceleration, and let it in nice and smoothly, and you'll drive off. And you think, oh, simple that, isn't it? Up to the bite point, accelerator, off we go. Perfect. And then you realise when you're learning, it's like, <coughs> stalled, <coughs> stalled. Or you get this, <coughs> as you, you know, you just can't quite get this bite point, and they, it's supposed, I'm supposed to feel it, I can't feel it at all. And, I, and I'm trying to accelerate, and I've accelerated it too much. And it seems like, will I ever, ever get this exercise? But at some point, your foot seems to learn where that point is. It doesn't even have to know it anymore. It's like the muscles have learned where, where to go to. You can feel the point and you can feel the acceleration on the car. And you never stall it. It goes lovely. You never get that jerking anymore. It's lovely. Okay? So, words of knowledge are a bit like this. It's a bit like... It's, uh, can, there's many ways words of knowledge come, but one of the most common ways is that it's a thought that comes into your mind. All right, so it's like a thought. So it's, it feels 
very much like your thought. But as I'm trying to say, it's got something else on the top of it, something ugh, that's extra. So when you feel it and get it right, it's like learning where that bite point is on the clutch. You be, oh, that's it, it's him. <laughs> I've got all of it now, I've caught it, I've caught it. I find that it comes like a flash, comes in and out. Oh, and you've got to grab it. To, oh, I'm gonna, that's the word of knowledge. And so learning how it comes and how to minister with it is important, okay? Um, so learning how to respond to those words of knowledge is important. And the only way you can learn is to practice. I don't think I've ever seen anybody yet that um, has instantly know how to move in words of knowledge. It's all, always a bit like, it's a bit foggy out there and I'm trying to see something through the fog, all right? So if you understand that it's what it's going to be like, then at least you don't be thinking, well, obviously I'm not going to be moving in words of knowledge, am I? Because, no, you all move in words of knowledge. You've just got to push through this bit of a fog. Practice. It is absolutely okay for you to practice with the Holy Spirit in any situation. It's absolutely okay. I'll give you an example. I'm wanting to learn how to move in words of knowledge. So I say, okay, Holy Spirit, how can I learn to do this? And he said, practice. Okay, I'm going to practice. And my practice was, I'm expecting a table, the dining table, chairs and table to be delivered. I know they're going to be delivered on, say it was a Tuesday, they're going to be delivered on the Tuesday, but I had a clue when. And I've taken a day off work to be in to collect, you know, to be there for the table and chairs to come. Okay, Holy Spirit. When is the table and chairs coming? 10 to 11. Okay. 10 to 11, that's when the table and chairs are coming. So I'm, uh, I was doing some uh, decorating upstairs and I'm, I'm staying close to the window, watching the time. 10 to 11, 10 to 11, and 10 to 11 comes and this most beat up van arrives. I mean, it really looked like it should be gone to the scrappy, but it looked terrible. And I'm thinking, well, that's not going to be my table and chairs, because I've just bought it from a lovely furniture shop. <laughs> it's not going to come in this beat-up van. Is it going to have a, you know, a lovely van with a name on the side and whatever? And I'm feeling like, oh, well. Well, I tried. I'm practicing, aren't I? To my shock, out of this van comes my table and chairs at 10, 10 to 11. And we bring it into the house, and it's wonderful. I'm saying, God. I can hear you, I can hear you. you know, that feeling you get, I got it right, I can hear you. So I've done that a few times, in not probably as many as I should be doing, but I've done it a few times in this practicing. Um, I remember Carl Fletcher hearing me say this, thought, I'm going to practice as well. So he's walking through Stockport, it's a, a town in, in Manchester, walking through Stockport. He says, Holy Spirit, please, I want to practice words of knowledge. So I'm here in the walking down the street and he sees a dog, an Alsatian, barking at the window in the house. Holy Spirit says to him, in three minutes that dog is going to be chasing you down the street. What? Am I practicing? Carried on walking, all of a sudden Alsatians out of the house <laughs> chasing him down the street. So he says, Alan, I didn't expect my practicing to be like this. 
And I, I'm just trying to say to you that, that, that you can, in, there's loads of situations that you can practice in, trying to learn how that feels like, what it feels like when the Holy Spirit comes and prompts you. I'm coming back on the train from London, wanting to practice. So, okay, Holy Spirit, what time will I be in at um, so the various stations we're going to stop at? What time will I get into Macclesfield? I think that was one of the stations. So I heard the Holy Spirit say, around 11 o'clock. I thought, nonsense. That's me that saying that. Because I, I, I'm doing the normal thing now. which is, I know where I am, Stoke-on-Trent. I know how far it is to Macclesfield. I know how fast we're going as a train. I've worked out how long it's going to take us to get to Macclesfield. Therefore, it cannot be that time. It's going to be... Um, you know, more like half past 11 rather than 11 o'clock. I might have got the numbers wrong, but it's along that line. Where did we get to at just after 11 o'clock? And I mean just one or two minutes afterwards. Macclesfield. Ah, oh, I'm hearing you. Okay, next station then. <laughs> what time will we get in to stop for? I heard him say what the time was. Okay, I'm not going to question it in my mind anymore now because I was questioning it before and working out saying it's wrong. So, okay, we're going to get in at that time. What time did we get in at Stockport at that time? So you're beginning to get information, beginning to learn, beginning to practice, and it's okay to do it. So think of the situations in your life, events that are going to happen, and just say, Holy Spirit, I want to practice. I want to practice with this. The whole purpose is I want to try and learn how this gift comes. Why do I want to learn how the gift comes? so that I could be a blessing to the person who's front of me. I mean, could you imagine if you say, um, there's a lady here called Jane. Jane puts her hand up. Or before she puts her hand up. You're in your 40s. You love dancing. And actually, you've just started painting. And I actually see that you're... Uh, you've just had your hair dyed, it was blonde, and it's now a darker colour. And Jane's going, it's me, it's me, me. And then you say, now Father wants to say this to you. How much would Jane go, yes! <laughs> Do you get what I mean? It really brings it home to the person that you've got a father that loves them. We're not looking to try and judge people or find the bad things in them or, or what is the nasty stuff that's in their lives. We want to bring encouragement and blessing and hope to the person, okay? So when you're walking past them on the street and you hear something from Father about them, you know, you can then ask, What's the de what do you know about them, Dad? What is it that you know about them that would be really helpful here? Or what's the significant event that's going to take place in their life in the next few months, you know? What is it they're concerned about? What's happening in their family? What's happening in their relationships with people? And as he gives that information to you, it could really be a benefit to the person in front of us. So that's like my introduction, really, as to why I think words and knowledge could really grow and develop. In terms of detail for myself, I mean, thinking about names and numbers and detail like that, it's just like, well, I've never done it. Do you get what I mean? I've never had that. But uh, I've seen people do it. 
I used to think at one time that was for the elite, you know, the special forces were able to do that. The rest of us would just get the, you have a sore toe, and, you know, that would be where we were. Uh, but I've begun to realise we're all the elite forces, and we can all get this information. It just takes a bit of courage, doesn't it? It just takes a bit of, I can see why it's value, and we're going to try and do it. So words and knowledge can come in various ways. It's not just a thought. That is one way in which it comes. Uh, another way in which word and knowledge can come is, uh, and it seems particularly related to healing, is pains in your body. So you don't have a pain in your leg. All of a sudden, a pain starts to come in your leg, and it's a word of knowledge. And you're able to say, this is... You know, there's anybody here who's got this pain. You're able to describe where the pain is, what it feels like, uh, how, you know, and you ask the person to respond. They respond and you've discovered that the pain that's in you disappears and they get healed. Uh, I've never had that. I know many people do. Ben Dean used to be here. That's the way you would always get words of knowledge. You would just have a pain occur. Oh, I've got a pain in my finger. Who's here has got pains in their fingers? And there'd be somebody going, yes, I have. <laughs> and you'd pray for them. So they can come as pains around your body and you associate that with the Holy Spirit wanting to bring healing. Um, it's, they can also come as you just know that you know that you know that you know that you know. I know this about you. How did I know it? I just know it. I can't tell you how it came. It just came. <laughs> right? So... It's just that other, deep inside you, you know it. Um, it can come as a picture. Uh, like you can see a picture. Um, you know, particularly if you're a very visual person, uh, you'll see it as a picture. Um, and then from that picture will come the information that God wants to give you. It can come like... Were like subtitles, as if you were watching subtitles on a television, just going across your eyes. You can see the word, and you can say that word. Now, I've had that probably once or twice where it comes. I think the most exciting testimony I heard was from John Wimber with this. He was flying back to America, obviously in first class. He, he sits in, looks across the aisle, and there's a man there, and he sees written across the man's forehead, the name of a woman. So we'll just call the woman Jane, right? And he sees Jane. And now he knows that that's how words and knowledge come to him. So he just leans across and he says, does the name Jane mean anything to you? The man starts to sweat, goes red, all agitated, and says, can we just go and talk about this? So they're in first class because they went upstairs to that, you know, in the jumbo jets they have the area upstairs for folks. So they went upstairs. Anyway, Jane was the lady that this man was having an affair with. And his wife was sat next to him on the plane, and that's why he was all agitated. So <laughs> he wanted to know why John Wimber knew this Jane. And of course, John Wimber says to him, well, I, you know, I just, I'm a pastor, and I know Jesus, and Jesus just has shown me this. This guy um, repents of what he was doing, goes back downstairs, puts it right with his wife, and his, and his relationship is restored to his wife. And it's just stunning. But that's words of knowledge. I've never had any like that. <laughs> but you may well have.
Um, they can come by emotional swings. It's as if you pick up from someone, oh gosh, there's a real heaviness in them, and you just feel it in you. Now, it's not that you've become heavy, but you've just picked up that information from, you know, from the Holy Spirit about their life. And as you start to speak it out, then it goes away from you and you can minister to them. Um, you can see Jesus at work. I saw that once when I saw a lady being healed of, um, oh, what do they call it? Um, leukemia. And when we were praying for her, you could just see Jesus bring healing to her whole body. It was, it's hard to describe what it was, but it just, you could see it happen on her. Um, and that's like a word of knowledge taking place as you're, as you're praying for her. Um, and then words of knowledge can just be blurted out. It's like you say it before you even thought about it and you want it to come back because it's, just, it's gone out there and you just wish it never had, but it's gone out and it's too late, it's out there. And so it's just blurted out of you. So words of knowledge come in a, a variety of ways. So just expect it to come in, in different ways. But um, the most common, I think, is that you will hear it as a thought. That's the most common, as, uh, as far as I can see. They often needs. Remember, I've talked to you a little bit about gift clusters. They always come. They seem to come in clusters, and wisdom often can come with words of knowledge. Words of knowledge could be quite brutal. You know, if I see something in you, some event that's taken place in you, and I just speak it out, you know, somebody can be really, really impacted by that. And you might need wisdom to know how to use that information that you have. Just information on its own isn't always helpful. And that's why I think Sean Boltz's approach is lovely when he talks about, you know, it's a, it's a heart of love. And really, you're, you're looking for information that opens people up to a loving father, not to hurt, judgment, whatever, feeling of ridicule, exposure. We're not like trying to do any of those things. We're trying to help people connect with a loving father. Right, so what is it, Dad, that you'd like to say to them that would help them connect, okay? Um, any, any questions on words and knowledge? Yeah? Just um, something that's super interesting is when you that point about emotional swings. Yeah, when you pick up something from... Okay. Let's let's so I think the um, distinguishers spirits words and knowledge come together. Um, so distinguishers spirits, I can discern whether it is demonic activity, whether it is human activity, or God's activity going on. 
I just, I can feel that, pick it up. Um, in our exercise we're we'll trying to do, we're not going to be trying to use our discernments, because in fact most of us can discern things quite well. You know, you can, oh gosh, you get that vibe from somebody and you go, hmm, <laughs> everybody can do it, right? Uh, and unfortunately, it falls into this bit of judging, oh, you're not good, or you're good. <laughs> you know, so we're not trying to do that one, all right? Um, in terms of words and knowledge and this picking up the emotion, it's more comes in the ministry time. So say I'm praying with you, and I, oh gosh, I just feel this sadness. So I can then say to you, okay, where's that sadness coming from then, Andy? And you, because we're in this relationship and we're, we're ministering with each other, you, know, you can talk to me about that and we can pray about God's joy and hope coming into your life, okay? So it's more in that sort of situation. Or I might, I might go, whew, there's a real lightness in you. Something's just happened, hasn't it? In terms of we've been praying for the Holy Spirit to come on you and fill you, whatever, and I go, oh, I feel that. And you go, yes, it's here, you know. So you, you've, it's like you've got a information from God saying, yeah, I've done it, and you respond. Um, the distinguishing of spirits when you find out, oh gosh, this activity is coming from the demonic. Well, what is, well we talked last week about authority. And you begin to know, well, I've got authority over this. I can tell it to leave. It doesn't have to stay here. Or it might be, I, I think what I will do is leave. <laughs> I don't have to stay here. I don't have to be around it, right? Um, so that, that's how I've seen it work, okay? Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.